Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Jesus became our great high priest. And for a normal man, this would have been a great achievement, although achievement is the wrong word. As we have seen, it is a calling, and one based not on human quality, but on God's sovereignty. But a normal man would be moving up or ascending to receive a calling such as high priest. Today on Drawing Near, we learn that unlike a normal man, Jesus had to condescend rather than ascend. Jesus became less in order to receive the calling of high priest. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 5 and study the Son, the Priest, the Sacrifice. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for your great and marvelous works. Your wondrous works that are more than just simply healing or providing or protecting. Your works that work in the will, in the actions of not only human beings, but even in the Godhead. You worked through Jesus Christ to redeem lost humanity. You are working through human history in all of the decisions and all of the actions of human beings and fallen angels to bring about your perfect will. And Father, you do all of this because of your grace, mercy, and love, and to bring glory and honor, to highlight who you are and what you are. You want us to see your grace. You want us to see your mercy. You want us to see your power. You want us to respond by faithful worship and service. Father, help us to see, to understand, and then to serve. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we read our scripture, I want to let you know that this passage that we are looking at today deals with the individual in the Old Testament, Melchizedek. There are many questions about Melchizedek, most of which cannot be answered. We are not going to be talking about Melchizedek, and the reason why is this text isn't focused on him. It doesn't tell us much about him at all. This text is focused on Jesus Christ and his calling as high priest. So to begin our study today, we're going to read once again, like we did yesterday, Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, and go down through the first part of verse 5. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifices for sins. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest. The Bible clearly teaches that God does not deal with human beings based on their own personal qualifications or achievement. God is a God of grace and mercy. Since we all, because of our sin, deserve eternal condemnation and damnation in hell, we do not deserve any high praise, privilege, or calling. 
We don't deserve any of the things that we have. And since we're not in hell right now, and as believers we're not going to hell, we need to recognize that everything that we are and possess, all that we get to do, is a gift of God's grace. We are permitted in God's sovereign kingdom to enjoy the things that we enjoy, to experience these things. We have nothing to complain about, nor do we have anything to brag about. The heart of this passage deals with the fact that God is the one who elevates people to their various positions. We've already dealt with that. Jesus Christ is like every other high priest in the fact that he didn't choose this office for himself. According to verse 5, he did not glorify himself to become high priest. It is God who glorifies himself in elevating people, even Jesus, to their various stations. We're told in the second part of verse 5, But it was he, God, who said to him, Jesus, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Jesus didn't begot himself. God has begotten him on this earth. Verse 6 says, As he also says in another place, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Now the point of verse 6 is this. God has announced that Jesus is a priest forever. God appoints Jesus. He tells him, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. God raised Jesus to this point of privilege and position. So rather than focus on Melchizedek, we are to focus on the fact that it is God who has announced to Jesus Christ, his son, you are a priest forever. In verse 7, it says, who in the days of his flesh, and it's not talking about Melchizedek, but rather Jesus, because there are days in Jesus's life that are of his flesh, and there are days prior to that when he is the pre-incarnate God, pre-incarnate Son of God, second person of the divine trinity. When Jesus became human in the days of his flesh, it says, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save from death and was heard because of his godly fear, that whole passage is dealing with the Garden of Gethsemane. In the days of Jesus's flesh, he prayed. He asked God to meet his need. Vehemently, he cried and wept, asking God to save him from death, death on the cross. And God heard him because of Jesus's godly fear. Verse 8 says, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Jesus, being God's divine son, still went through death on the cross. He not only humbles himself, but he becomes obedient. Now let's pause for a second, because in the introduction, I stated that Jesus condescends to take the position of high priest. We must remember that Jesus is God incarnate. Jesus became a little lower than the angels, and any position that he is elevated to in this world is a coming down, a lowering of himself from his position that he had before his birth. Jesus came down to us. He did not consider equality with God something to be clung to, but he humbled himself, became in form and fashion as a man, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus came down to become man. Jesus condescends to be high priest. Any one of us, that's an elevation. For Jesus 
it is a lowering. And we need to know that. And so Jesus, in the days of his flesh, he prays, he weeps, he cries out to God to save him from his death. And yet, though God heard him, he went through the cross obediently. And the Bible says he learned obedience. That's a reference to his human side. He asked God to save him from the cross, and he went through the cross obediently. He learned things through his obedience in suffering. Verse 9 says, and having been perfected, in all likelihood referring to his being perfected through the resurrection, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. And we need to pause. It was only after Jesus obediently and humbly dies on the cross, is buried, and resurrected that he has perfected on earth and becomes the author of eternal salvation. If Jesus doesn't do that, then we're still lost in our sins. We're told in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if Christ is not raised, then our faith is vain. We are still in our sins. We are of all men most pitiable. And then we're told at the end of verse 9 that he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Now, we do not obey Jesus to get saved. That would be works. But rather, when we trust in Jesus Christ, by faith, we are changed. We are transformed, regenerated, and we become his followers. Our eyes are opened. We are given new life, and now we are free to obey him, to resist sin, to resist temptation, and to walk obediently with Jesus. This is not telling us that we have to be perfect in order to be saved, or we need to obey him in order to be saved, but rather this is a description of the character of those who belong to Christ. Those who belong to Christ believe in him, have faith in him, and follow him. We obey him. That's important, and many people mess up on that. There are those out there who want to tell everyone, your obedience, your faithfulness has nothing to do with salvation. It does. It is the product of salvation. And if this product isn't present, you're not saved. If your heart hasn't been changed, your eyes haven't been opened, if you do not follow the Lord Jesus, you are not saved. It doesn't mean you're not saved because you don't do good things. It means you don't do good things because you're not saved. In verse 10, it says that Jesus is called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. And then Paul says in verse 11, of whom we have much to say, talking about Melchizedek, and it's hard to explain, which we all know, since you have become dull of hearing. Paul is now getting ready to address in the Hebrew people the fact that they are not what they are supposed to be in Christ, that they are still immature and babes, that they are dull of hearing. They should be in one place in their spiritual maturity, and yet they're not. And that's important for us to prepare ourselves for. Father in heaven, thank you for this passage. So much of this, Father, has to do with Old Testament history and the things that you did in the lives of Israel, and yet it is pertinent to us. We need to learn these truths about your sovereignty, about the humility and the obedience of Jesus Christ, about what it is to be his followers how we are to see you and respond to you in our lives as sovereign God and King. Father, we thank you that Jesus is your only begotten Son.
but because of faith in Jesus Christ, the gospel message, his resurrection, we too can become your children and join with Jesus Christ, according to Ephesians, in being raised to your right hand and being your children and sharing in the glories of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for this great privilege. Guide us as we seek to grow and walk in you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.